Dear Authors is a plot twist conversation with published authors, service providers, and publishing professionals, all discussing the ins and outs of book writing and book publishing. Hello, good people. Welcome to another episode of Dear Authors. My name is Janae Brown, and I am the senior publisher and founder of Open Book Publishing. And at Open Book Publishing, we help storytellers repurpose their professional expertise and their creative genius into page-turning published books. And so today, we are here for another episode of Dear Authors. And as you guys know, Dear Authors is a weekly lunch and learn. We chat with authors with professionals in the publishing space and also with service providers, giving all authors rather aspiring or publishing the ins and outs and a glimpse into the publishing and the author space. So today, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we have the lovely Miss Bianca Cotton, who's going to have a good conversation about what it is to maintain momentum once you become an author, because Miss Thang got five books, y'all. Okay, so join me in welcoming Miss Bianca Cotton. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, thanks for having me in this space. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I was like, we gotta have a real conversation about, because um, there's so many people who always ask a conversation, like, when do you know when to write the next book? Mm. And I am like, there is nobody else to ask something <laughs> you know wrote the next book and the next book and now you got five Five. yes five so before we get started Bianca tell the people who you are before we dive in yes hello people hello good people I'm Bianca Cotton I'm a wife a mom I love to smile and laugh and I'm the founder of Behind the Confident Smile, where we inspire women to walk in love, live in hope, and be healed from past hurts. And if you all have not tuned into the news or these social media streets, we need that more now than ever. Mm-hmm. People need to know that they are loved. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, I'm a podcast host and yeah. a five-time author, which we're going to dig into that today. Yeah, and can we like not skip over the fact that not only is she a podcast host, but now her podcast is on television? People, <laughs> like, you know, you're gonna spill the tea, spill it hot, Beyond. <laughs> you know, you know, you're right. Uh, God has blessed me uh, to be in the position where my podcast is now on TV, on Ken TV, which is a local television network in Chicago. And I would have never thought it. Like a podcast on TV? Girl, you, you do a big thing. You do <laughs> big things. And congratulations because not only are you doing big things, but you're doing big things while you have big responsibilities. You know, yes. being a wife, being a mother, helping other women to remember to smile and find something to smile about is um, not an easy feat. While you are, you know, being on television, writing books and stuff. So we salute you, Bianca. That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. So five times author, right? Five Five, five times author. How, did, like, how do we start? How did you know you <laughs> be an author? How did you even get here? You know, let's let's go back to my college days. I, I cannot um, not talk about my upbringing and how that's connected to me being an author. 
Mm -hmm. So when I was in undergrad, I was looking for a way to release childhood trauma, release the things that I had carried for so long. And then coupling that with encountering racism on the college campus and sexism and being one black student in the sea of white students in classrooms and that experience. So it got to my senior year of college where I began to write. Mm. Um, But before I began to write, I went to the counseling center on campus to talk to a counselor. And at that time, that wasn't a good pairing, so I didn't go back (laughs) uh, to that counselor. And someone recommended, how about you write? Mm. And I had a journal off and on since I was a kid. I had a diary that I used to carry around, had the little locket on it, you know, with the key (laughs) and everything. (laughs) You know, the uh, Lisa Frank, if y'all know Lisa Frank, I had the Lisa Frank diary. Roll back. (laughs) Roll back. So... I got a journal and when I began to write, it flowed out poetically. Mm. It's not something that I was like, I'm going to write poetry to tell my story. What was in my heart flowed out poetically and I just kept writing and kept writing. And as I was writing, I started to feel lighter. I started to feel better. I started to feel as though I was healing Mm. from past hurts. And then... I shared with a friend at, at the time and my mom a couple of my poems. And I was like, you should turn that into a book. You should do open mics. I was like, wait, 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 wait. This is my journal. Like, I am just expressing myself because this is the only way that I know right now without going crazy, mm-hmm. without holding all this stuff in. Yeah. But they planted a seed in me, right? So I kept that seed like, hmm, maybe one day, maybe one day I'll turn this poetry into a book. Maybe one day it could help somebody else. But that came after I began my healing journey through writing. So you started out not even trying to be an author, or really just using writing as a way of like therapy, if you will. And then you transitioned the the writings into a book. So Bianca, tell us, give us the names of your book and like a quick snippet of what those books are about. Yes, yes. So my first book that I turned my poet, some of my poetry writings into, it's called A Journey Through a Beautiful Mind. And A Journey Through a Beautiful Mind takes you through a two-year stint of my poetic journey of being a silent sufferer and how I use writing to come out of suffering silently. Silently with being depressed, Mm -hmm. silently with uh, people seeing me smile but not knowing what's really in my heart. Yeah. Um, silently with being a high achiever, but no one really understanding what it took for me to get to that place and how I now in retrospect think about how I use high achieving as my way of escape, as my as my focus, as as what I needed to to um, get myself out of situations. 
Mm-hmm. And so that was the first book. The second one is called Releasing the Fear Every Day, which is a workbook. And this workbook was born from a place of um, helping women to learn to release their fears with a five-step process. And that was born from meetups that I had created and was facilitating called Release the Fear. And God dropped it in my spirit to create a workbook just in case some women weren't able to come to meetups uh, or didn't live in Chicago. Right. So to use that as a tool. Then my third book is called Release the Fear, Volume 1. Voices Who Are Liberated from Fear. That's a collection of voices, over 25 women, including myself, talking about what they have overcome, uh, what they have struggled with, and worksheets are embedded into this book to help you who may be struggling with fear to be liberated. Mm, Okay, wow. (laughs) Then the fourth book is called When Niggas Get Lynched a poetic series of real life events. And this was born from a place, uh, really it kicked off with the murder of Mike Brown. Mm -hmm. And I began to write poetry about seeing my black brothers be lynched in this way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I noticed the trend in my poetry over a few years, every time I saw another news story, and personal experiences with family members and decided to put this collection of poetry into a book and it's coupled with art by a friend where her art complements the poetry to really uh, create a conversation about uh modern day lynching and what that looks like yeah and i'm glad you called it what it was <laughs> i'm glad you called it what it was okay and so yes. that's number four that's number four and so okay. the, the fifth book that was released in 2022 i got that one <laughs> uh, captivating confidence an 11 step guide um to help you basically own your inner greatness and have a better and more healthy relationship with yourself. So the essence of it is in the title. It's geared towards high achieving, go-getting visionary women who you see out here doing it, Mm -hmm. but they may not have a healthy relationship with themselves because of past hurts because of childhood traumas because of suffering and silence with depression and utilize achieving high Mm. as their high yeah 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 that's (laughs) what we do um (laughs) you know yeah i was there when bianca was writing that book and i was like are you talking too loud would you hush So you have written a series of books, whether it was short story collections or anthologies, poetry books, self-help books, if you will, workbooks. So you have like a whole array of books, right? And so talk about how was the first time publishing versus the fifth time publishing? How were those experiences? Totally different. Mm -hmm. First of all, my first time publishing I knew nothing about self-publishing. I didn't even know that term. I didn't know what that meant. I just knew of publishing houses and Mm -hmm. I was talking to local publishers 
to ask them, how do I publish a book? How much does that cost? Once they start sharing the amounts, I was like, so about this, that's not in my budget right now. Yeah. And so my book, and out of fear, I was like, maybe it's not time for me to publish because I don't I don't have the funds right now and my book sat on my computer for almost three years my first book mm. and until I was ready to release it again and I prayed and like okay Lord this year I don't know how I'm gonna birth, turn this document that's on my computer into an actual book but i'm ready to let it go i'm healed from everything that i wrote about i'm ready to release my own fear and help others and i got connected to a, a dope woman who showed me how to self-publish my book because she had just self-taught herself how to do so and so going from that being my first experience to my fifth book but being a part of the Author Made Easy Bootcamp and being in the community of other authors and coaches and consultants, and we're all working on our books together, different subject matters, and holding each other accountable, it went from me almost uh, being alone in my journey to a point where I got connected with someone to starting a journey with a collective. Mm -hmm. totally different experiences and a different way of writing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's exactly right and i think too by the time you got to the fifth book though you had a coach and consulting and community i think you also had enough um experience of your own to kind of have an idea of just how to do this you know yes. <laughs> what what it is and what it's not right and so now you have five books, right? And so a lot of people always want to know, like, when do you know when it's time to write the next book, right? Like I have, I don't want to be a one hit wonder, right? So when do you know, when did you know when to write the next book? When I had something to say. Mm. Um, and I'll expound on that. <laughs> Because of what I write about, it, it comes from a heart-centered place to truly captivate the hearts and the minds of the reader. So for me, that takes a lot of deep reflection. Mm -hmm. It takes prayer and it takes lived experience. And with this fifth book coupled with some research and taking the pulse of the times that we're living in like what i have to say is it relevant for mm. the times and if it's not relevant for the times when do i release the message because maybe i have a message that may not be ready to be released in this season, but it's for an upcoming season. That's real. And so having something to say, I think is the key takeaway from what you just said, because I think oftentimes people want to write just to write. 
and people want to publish us to publish and as a publisher right you would imagine Janae is going to be like oh publish 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 yes but we have to make sure that we are not being commercial we have to make sure that we are giving somebody something to eat that people can literally feed off of the words that you are saying regardless of the genre I definitely think that message matters so I'm so glad that you that you brought that up Yes, message does matter. And I think about the books that I've birthed and I look at the times that we're living in right now. It's like yeah. people need to know that they're not alone. I hear suffering and silence so much now. And I was like, I was talking about that like five years ago, right? So it's now a culture Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, churches, different arenas are saying mental health <laughs> needs to be a conversation. It does. It Emotional does. health, spiritual health needs mm -hmm. to be a conversation because the same person you just saw at work or at church or at the grocery store the next day, they may be having a mental breakdown. Real, real. Because we're hiding, we're masking yeah. what's really going on. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because to me that shows the power of words. Because when I started Open Book Publishing, I have worked in education spaces for a very long time. And a lot of those um, students and parents that was connected to those schools were classified as like disadvantaged or underserved. And I was so confused because I was like, all of the resources are free. Like, why don't they know that this is available? And I was like, because everything is put in a book that's not giving to people who look like me. Or we're constantly saying you, the, the old saying is true. If you want to keep something from a black person, put it in a book. And so I was like, we're going to publish books that are going to help people. And we're going to make sure that it gets into the right hands. And like through your work, we're able to see how books are really able to help transform, like yes. literally transform one person. Yes. And doing it with one person, you can change a family, you can yes. change a community. community. You can change the world. You could literally revolutionize communities with a pen and a paper. Literally. Yes. I mean, we're reading books now. People, the authors have since passed, okay? Oh. Like since passed. People are reading history books people have since passed and i want to share this mm -hmm. because someone may not believe that words matter or believe that what they have to say matters mm -hmm. let me tell you i was once in that place but i felt called to use words to transform lives i was like words what are words gonna do like mm -hmm. i need to do more but now I have a deeper understanding of words, that words can lead to actions. Right. How do people receive encouragement? Through words. Mm -hmm. It's a seed. Yes, planting seeds. So know that your words plant seeds. So be mindful of the words that you share. Right, right. You definitely have to be, um, as an author, I think you also have to remember that you have two things. You have power because your words can influence, but that also means that you have a responsibility. 
that you are publishing or that you are saying the right words that are equitable and that they are ethical and respectful as much as like we're going to encourage you to be bold and to be damn in what you're going to say but you also need to tell the truth right it's not so messed up that you are true to the words that you are saying because you literally can transform somebody's life for the good or for the bad yes Yes, for the, exactly. For the bad. And you mentioned something that I want to circle back to. You said that you didn't know that mm-hmm. your words can change people. And so what yeah. do you have to say to people who feel like my life is boring or I don't really have no story or mm, books aren't for me? What do you have to say to those folks? <sighs> Everybody has a story. If you are still breathing, you got a story. Yeah. You were born. You have a story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a story. It's a matter of you seeing the value in your voice. You understanding the power of your voice. I'm very big on teaching my children and other children, the power of their voice, the power of making decisions, the power of speaking up for yourself and walking in authority and being confident in who you are and understanding who you are on this journey. And that evolves over time. So I would encourage that person to do some self-reflection. And what I mean by self-reflection, to challenge you, whether it's through writing, pulling out the notepad in your phone, making a voice memo in your phone, or talking to a family or friend and say, what do you see in me? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And and if you're writing to yourself, write down, what do I see in myself? Who who am I? What do I bring to this world? What do I add to spaces? When I am asked to sit at a table why do I think I've been asked to come to this table? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's good because even I said um, in Publish Like the Pros, I was talking about you got to get curious. Yes. You have to become, I started to ask myself like, everybody used to always tell you, you should write a book. And then I was like, why everybody keep saying that? Yeah, and ask them, why do you say that? Mm-hmm. I do. I still do that all the time. I'll get a comment, Bianca, you are... You are awesome. I said, what does that mean? Yeah. yeah. Because, because I I want I want to have a picture or an image of what you see and see if I see the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It mo- it triggers self-reflection and introspection where yes. you are because eventually when everybody keeps saying these things especially positive things they're able to see something in you that you didn't see in yourself and I almost feel like they're able to see something that's years to come that yes. you are like journeying through so I always tell authors like what you're saying essentially is to get curious like because your book isn't about you it's it's not about oh I don't have a story to tell Whatever you experience, good, bad, happy, or sad, or in the middle, it can help transform the next person. The Bible says a wise man learns from a fool. So if you tell about your foolish moments, rather in business, rather at home, rather with your parents, rather as a parent, whatever the case, 
rather go on fishing, right? <laughs> how to drive, whatever. Right, a better way to tie a shoe. I mean, whatever. It, it can it can make someone's life a little bit smoother. Yeah, and be mindful of the potholes and the pitfalls. Like, hey, you know, I tried that. Go this way. Go this way. Yeah. Go this way. Let me help you make your life a little bit easier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's how I see books as a mentorship avenue. Let me help you get to where you're trying to go faster. Books as a mentorship avenue. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Okay, so we talked about your journey of becoming an author and the motivations and the inspirations. So now that you are an author, how has being an author opened doors for you? How has the books adding to your life changed your life? I mean, being here on your show is how is one testament to how it has changed my life. I get invited to speak. I'm a speaker as well to facilitate workshops at conferences and to be invited into schools to speak to students and folks want to do bulk order of books because they like the women in my ministry need this or the girls in my class need this. It, it, it has opened so many doors that I could have not imagine even down to having my podcast on television i believe that was another opportunity because i was podcasting prior to and sharing why i do what i do and podcasting i believe was born from what i write about yeah it most certainly was so having a different space to reach more people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it continues to open up doors yeah. and it even opens up doors in the workplace, right? Like I, I bring a different type of skill set as an entrepreneur into the work that I do in my nine to five. Yeah. You have a different, entrepreneurs have a different way of thinking. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and problem solving. So it, it opens up a multitude of doors. And I would encourage anyone listening not to limit yourself to saying, well, I'm an author and I'm going to stay there. It's like be open to what being an author can bring you. Yeah, what what journey, what path it takes because it's it's very much like a lead magnet. And I don't mean lead magnet from a business term as far as like that's how you generate new leads to get customers and clients for your services or products, but I mean it's a lead magnet where being an author makes you attractive. Yeah. People gravitate towards you. People want to hear what you have to say, you become an expert, all like yes. someone with a PhD. All of a yes. sudden, you become the go-to person. When we want to know how do you build confidence, right? I how know. do I release my fears? Like, I'm help me. Because she has this book, and she can literally say, "I wrote the book on that." You know, <laughs> right? And I and I live it. Like I still live it. There are mm -hmm. moments in my life. Most recently, I was like, "Hmm, I feel fear. Why do I feel fear?" And I can go back to my own book and see what I wrote. Be like, "All right, right. Let yeah. me remind myself of how far I've come." 
Yeah. And let me remind myself that sometimes fear is an indication that I'm about to go to another level. And that's when you know that you have really written a quality book where you can go back to your own book and get blessed. Okay. Yes. <laughs> book. And so I love how you were telling authors to be open and that you really painted a good picture about all the opportunity that comes from writing a book. Like you don't have to be a five-time author. You could write one book that takes you far by itself, you know, or you can take multiple books that take you into different avenues. So you don't have to stop at author. And I like to believe regardless if you self-publish or you traditionally publish, there is a level of entrepreneurship that's going to come with it because now you have a product, right? And so I think that once you publish this book, you are now an authorpreneur. So I love, right? So I love how you were just like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. And when I go into my nine to five, I have a different way of looking because of that process, not just to write the book, but to publish the book also helps to take shift your mind and how you process differently and you're able to bring that and so that's also something how you think and how you are able to perceive things and how you're able to add value in corporate spaces is also something that comes from being an author Mm -hmm, definitely the what we call it cross what's the time for like cross, cross market, trans, no, transferable. transferable skills yes mm-hmm. transferable skills and understanding i may have more in me than i realized mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i started out blogging mm-hmm. when behind the confidence smile was first born and who would have thought that those blog posts like i can convert some of them and put them in my book you could use transcripts from conversations like this being interviewed and put it in your book. You can transcribe if you are a podcast host, transcribe your podcast and put that in the book. It's so many ways and avenues to produce content and put it across different platforms and different mediums. And thinking outside of the traditional way I need to sit down at the computer and think about my titles of the books and then write every paragraph. It's like voice recording. When you taking a while, cooking dinner, like this is what I have to say. And you can clean it up on the back end. I was just encouraging a friend of mine about that. I said, as you are writing your book, don't edit yourself as you write. I said, just write. I said, that's the editor's job. Don't do the editor's job. Say it again. (laughs) It is is your job as the aspiring author to write the content. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's the editor's job to edit the content. That's correct. That is correct. I call it getting to the gold. Behind, you know, like... um, James Brown said, I think it was James Brown. We're going to give it to James Brown. He said behind every good man is a good woman. Mm. I think that's what he said, but I do know James Brown has a song called It's a Man's World. That's what I'm going to give it to James today. So I believe behind every good author is a great editor. 
And I encourage authors to not censor themselves or edit themselves out, like what you said. So I'm glad that you said that because there's plenty of ways to skin this cat, right? We don't have to get, remember that old black and white composition notebook? Yes. You don't have to get the composition notebook and write with your um, ballpoint pen just to write a book these days. You, It's so many ways to do it from the voice memo that you were saying to throwing some notes in your phone as they come to you. I know an author, she had a, um, a, a one of these, the sticky notepads mm. that are stuck together and she'll be at work and gotta be downloading stuff to her and she'll be doodling. And she put the sticky notes on a printer and sent them to herself and it made it into a document. And that's how she got her book. I know somebody else who um, was planning for her wedding and she was going to the gym and when she was sitting in her car because she too doggone tired to get out the car she she talked to herself through voice memos because she wanted to have this book done before her honeymoon and she got these voice memos she transcribed them now she has the book done you know there's plenty of ways to skin the cat even um google docs and microsoft word has a dictation but and now the it's so many ways to do it so just do it just do it and don't think too hard like Mm -hmm. and that's what i would tell myself five books ago right Mm -hmm. i don't don't think too hard about what you're writing what you're writing is meant to help someone yeah be reader focused yes reader focused instead of you focused like this book ain't for you Mm-hmm. It's not. And that's going to require you to be willing to be vulnerable and willing to um, be vulnerable, yeah. right? Because you, you're going to have to tell your ugly truth. And you can do that with um, respectfully. Right. You can do that and maintain your integrity, you know? But you have to acknowledge that your book is missioned to help somebody. So yeah. that requires you to talk about life when you needed help. Right. Whatever creative way that you want to do that, whether it's poetry, whether you do that through fantasy, whether you do that in a informational based book, whether you do that through a book of graphics, right? right. Your book is going to touch somebody that's going to plant the seed that you needed at the time when you got the inspiration and you got the muse. Um, yes, books are made for entertainment too, the same way movies are, right? But it's still making an imprint. Uh, no pun intended, <laughs> imprint on the reader, on the viewer, um, on the listener now, because now we have audiobooks and right. that sort. So yeah, um, just be willing to be vulnerable and know that you will be blessed because of that, because your girl on TV, <laughs> okay, Chicago, no Beyonce. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and you can and you can stream it on YouTube too. So anybody can watch it from anywhere. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So Bianca, before we get out of here, tell us what is the inspiration? What is the motivation that mm-hmm. you have? What word of encouragement do you have for somebody who was you? five books ago? Or is you now, right? Because um don't get it twisted. Every level has a new challenge. Okay. <laughs> that part. <laughs> what I would I would tell myself five books 
ago and then I'll tell myself now five books ago I would say you are exactly where you need to be mm-hmm. and you are going to touch so many people's lives but before you do that don't forget to care for yours mm, that's good don't forget to care for yourself don't forget um, that you are a critical factor in the reason why this is being birthed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, because sometimes as a person who is a servant uh, and have a selfless mindset, you can be selfless to a fault mm-hmm. and forget to take care of yourself. And that's what I speed up to book five, right? About having a healthy relationship with yourself and what that looks like. And what I would tell myself now is to remember to keep myself and my relationship with God in the forefront because mm-hmm. what has been produced is fruit yeah. from the place of prayer mm-hmm. and relationship. That's good. So, I need to remain plugged in. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that that that'll preach by itself. <laughs> okay, that'll be a whole another episode. Um, so I will say this. Um, we always end with a dear authors affirmation. And so what I will say is, dear authors, don't censor yourself. Do not feel the need to commercialize yourself. Do not feel the need to duplicate somebody else. That the moment that the seed was dropped for you to even consider, think, wonder, get curious about becoming an author, you are already good ground for that. And so I challenge you to do what authors do and write and publish your book. And that is whether you are an inspiring author or you are already a published author to run with that, to allow yourself to become, and then after you do that, to allow yourself to become open of all the possibilities and all the opportunities that will come because your book is also a seed for you. AKA look at Bianca, right? <laughs> we would have never guessed that. We would have never imagined that. But her obedience to serving others through her documenting her journey has birthed a seed for now she's getting blessed in all these many areas. So that is my dear author's affirmation to all of our listeners and viewers. And so, Bianca, ma'am, tell us where we can get connected, where we can buy the book, where we can watch the podcast and all that good stuff. <laughs> yes. So everything is a one-stop shop on my website, BehindTheConfidenceMile.com. You'll find the links to all of my books to my podcast on there, on all the platforms that it's on. If you need a speaker, you can request me as a speaker. You can do all of that through my website. And I'm heavy on Instagram at Bianca N. Cotton. You can find me there in my link tree. All the links are there as well. So let's connect. Send me a message. Uh, Send Janae a message and let, let us know how this is encouraging you. 
Absolutely. And good people, you know that you can connect to Open Book Publishing at www.obpublishing.com. You can also visit us everywhere. There's social from Instagram to TikTok to LinkedIn to Facebook um, and all the other stuff the kids got, honey. We are at Open Book Publishing or OB Publishing as well. Um, myself, is you can follow me everywhere on Miss Janae B. And we will be happy to connect with you guys. Tune in and get plugged and getting where you fit in but all right authors all right thank you for another episode of dear authors thank you miss bianca thanks for having me today absolutely thank you thank you thank you and until next time good people be well yes the dear authors podcast is powered by open book publishing stay tuned for a quick commercial for our authors Have you been thinking about writing a book? Has anyone ever told you that you should write one? Do you want to write a book but don't know the first thing about writing or publishing? Then Publish Like the Pros is just for you. Publish Like the Pros is the playbook for high performers to write their first book like a seasoned pro. Within the book, it covers book writing, a simple three-step publishing formula, and organic marketing. To grab your copy, visit thepublishingpros.co.